Welcome to the podcast today. Today we are still in the country of Turkey. Specifically, we're in the city of Ephesus. Ephesus is an amazing archaeological site. It has been uh, just uh, just well exposed in uh, partially, and they're doing a lot more excavation here, and will continue. But they've been doing it, uh, you know, for like uh, over a hundred years. It's just amazing that they have really uh, uh, discovered so many streets and walkways and things on that line. You know, uh, Ephesus is a very interesting interesting city, not just biblically, but historically. Uh, one of the reasons why I think Ephesus is so interesting historically is simply because of the um, of, of the people who actually attended here. You know, people like Cleopatra and Anthony. This is where they planned their, uh, their attack and their strategy to take over uh, the empire from Octavian, which fell, by the way. But uh, they nonetheless planned it here. And, and it's just amazing what, uh, what history there is here. I'm here with a group today. And let me run another little disclaimer. Uh, there are a lot of tour groups around us off of cruise ships and everything. So you'll be hearing a lot of things going on in the background. But uh, nonetheless, welcome to our podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the book of Acts. You know, there are several things about Ephesus in the Word of God. Of course, uh, the book of Ephesians, which was written by the Apostle Paul here to, to Ephesus. And also even uh, the books uh, of, of Timothy figure into Ephesus because Timothy became the pastor of the church in Ephesus. And, you know, and, uh, John the Apostle wrote the uh, you know Gospel of John from Ephesus. Ephesus, and uh, he also, uh, you know, lived here longer than he lived anywhere else, and um, and as well, uh, tradition tells us that Mary, the mother of Jesus, lived here and died here, uh, you know, uh, and uh, so. Uh, it, it, it figures in very heavily into our Christian history, but also into the history. Uh, in, in, in order to get to the one of the places we're going today, it's important that we realize that this city was wholly given to idolatry. Uh, the temple of Artemis, which you read in the book of Acts, chapter 19, as the temple of Diana, the temple of Artemis had been here by the time the apostle Paul got here. It had been here and, and pagan worship had been here for uh, over 700 years years. Can you imagine that, guys? 700 years. It's just amazing what uh, what you can do in 700 years, how much you can really get entrenched in pagan worship in 700 years. And so during that 700 years, Ephesus really gained a, a, uh, a reputation and also a real uh, entrenched habit of um, worshiping of these gods and goddesses. It is just amazing. And then uh, along came emperor worship. You know, I mean, they were just steeped in, in and they, they, they had books that would go back generations after generations. I mean, lots of books that would go back where it would, would tell them how to, um, how to do incantations and potions and all kinds of things. In fact, part of the healing here in Ephesus, people would come from all over the world to Ephesus, not just to be healed, but to be healed by a spiritualist, you know, to be a uh, uh, prayed for. And if they, uh, they would even come to Ephesus because they had some, you know, uh, something wrong with them, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, or had something, some infirmity for a long number of years. And, uh, it couldn't be fixed by medical doctors. So they would come here hoping that it, it, it could be fixed by a spiritual realm. And, uh, uh, here in this particular city, there were, there were, it, it was very well known for people who would take the, 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 uh, occult practices and, and uh, pagan rituals and incantations and potions and uh, cast demons out of you, you know, get, get rid of spirits that were bothering you. So much so that there were a lot of itinerant, vagabond um, exorcists in this city. 
They would, you know, and, and they, they would even come here to learn that art. They would come here to trade in that art. They would come through here, you know, uh, can you imagine having a, a, an exorcist uh, conference? You know, <laughs> so that people would come and learn how to cast devils out of people. No, yeah, those things were going on here in this city, very well known. This perhaps was the most demonic city filled with more demons, devils, and, 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 and people that would uh, be conjuring and, and calling uh, demons to help them. I mean, for centuries. It just follows pagan worship. It follows false god worship. It just does. The apostle Paul came here having passed through the upper coast, the Bible says. When he left uh, uh, Greece, he had left Corinth. He passed through the upper coast uh, uh, and, and he came to this city. He came to Ephesus, the Bible says. You can read it in Acts chapter, the end of 18 and Acts chapter 19. And uh, the Bible says this. Uh, and I'll, I'll just quote it instead of reading it, that Paul, having passed through the upper coast, he came to Ephesus and he found certain disciples here, okay? And he said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, well, we didn't even know whether there was any Holy Spirit. And he said, well, under what then were you baptized? And they said, well, we were baptized in the baptism of John. He said, well, John truly baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying that there was one coming after me that is mightier than me. You know, what, what he found was people here who were preaching uh, the baptism of John the Baptist. That's what they were preaching. Okay. And he said, Hey, look, John the Baptist preached and said that there was a Messiah coming. And I want you to know that he's here and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and not just a baptism of, of, of be sorry for what you did and do the best you can. He will give you a new power. And so when they heard this, the Bible says they were all baptized in water again and they received the Holy Spirit. Okay. They began to speak in tongues. It was an amazing display of, of, of the power of the Holy Spirit. And so things began to change when the apostle Paul came here, they began to connect their worship of a coming Messiah to the worship of Jesus Christ, the Messiah who came, all at the message of the Apostle Paul telling them. And so Paul left Aquila and Priscilla here in the city. Okay? And Paul said, I have got to go on to Jerusalem and, and, and you know, be there for the feast, and then I'll come back. I will return again. And so uh, Paul left. Well, while Paul was gone, and you could read about this in the end of chapter 18, uh, a man, uh, there was a man named Alexandria who came through here and was preaching, but he was just preaching the repentance. He, he was just preaching the good news. He didn't know about Jesus. Aquila and Priscilla uh, took him and really began to disciple him. And he became one of the greatest preachers of that era and went on to establish churches, you know, on, on even in Europe. And it was just amazing. You can read it. Well, all that happened here. What an amazing uh, a, a boost to the gospel of Jesus Christ here in this city. Well, uh, we get down to the point uh, uh, of our reading today, okay, down uh, about the point of, um, of verse 11, okay? Uh, the apostle Paul had already come back. He had been here about three months. He had been here teaching in the synagogue of the Jews, as was his custom. You go to a community, uh, at that time, you know, Romans 1.16, you've heard it before, you know, not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So they would go to the Jew first. Paul would go to the, to the, to the synagogue and preach. A few people would believe and then they would have to leave uh, and, and uh, at, at, at some point to start a believer's group. The Apostle Paul did that here, okay? 
and uh, imagine this city him doing that. And then uh, there was a great dispute in the synagogue. So Paul just decided that he was going to pull out of the synagogue. He said, you know what? God has sent me to the Gentiles. I just need to start going to the Gentiles and, 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 and not going to the Jews. And so he left them. He entered into the, the hall, a building that belonged to a man named Tyrannus. And for another two years, two and a half years, uh, maybe three years he was here altogether, but for another two years, he taught in the school of Tyrannus and discipled people. Can you imagine going to a Bible school, a two-year uh, accredited Bible school, the Apostle Paul is your teacher in the city of Ephesus, and then you get sent out to plant churches and get sent out to witness. That's what happened in this city, okay? And uh, one of the reasons it happened in this city was because this was some, something else was going on in this city. It was a military thing. There was a military school here as well. So young men were used to coming to this city to, to uh, you know, they would go through rigorous training, they would go through rigorous exercise, they would give themselves to learning military arts, and then they would, they would uh, be put into the Roman military. Well, as people were coming, not only were they coming for military training, but the Apostle Paul, no doubt, was getting to siphon some of those off and, and put them into vigorous uh, 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 Christian training. And then whenever they would go out on their military you know, assignments and places, they were going out as arrows of the Lord's deliverance. It's one of the you know most strategic things that ever happened. One of the biggest military schools in all this area was right here and training schools, and they would be sent out all over what is now uh, Turkey, all over Asia Minor. And so they were going out with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing how God would do that? Well, okay. Remember, we also said that there were some itinerant vagabond Jews here, right? And so while Paul is teaching in this school, God is doing miracles. Look what it says in verse 11. Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. While Paul would be preaching in this school, while Paul would be preaching and ministering in the streets, the Bible says in verse 12, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body and uh, laid on the sick and diseases left them and evil spirits went out of them. Isn't that amazing? That they would, the, the devils would be cast out. Now this was important in this city. There was a huge healing center in this city, okay? This city was known for healing, not just physical healing, but, but psychological healing and uh, deliverance from demons, okay? And and so when the apostle Paul could heal diseases, my goodness, that made everybody sit up and take notice. I mean, he would, people would come here to be healed. He would lay his hands on them and pray for them in the name of Jesus and they'd be healed. Whoa, big thing. But second to that, whenever he prayed for them or when handkerchiefs were taken from his body and laid on people who were sick or people who were possessed with devils, all of a sudden their mental problems would clear up. All of a sudden, their fears would go away. All of a sudden, unexplained things in their life would, would be fixed. Demons would leave them. Wow. Now, this was impressive to a whole other group of people in this city who practiced that curious art. Okay? And look what it says in verse number uh, uh, 13. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists. What in the world is an itinerant Jewish exorcist? <laughs> that means someone who makes their living going from city to city, uh, casting demons out of people. <laughs> okay. And they had nothing to do with Jesus. These were some Jews who had a little business, had a little job on the side, 
And they would go around, no doubt, with these books and with these, uh, you know, incantations that had been handed down, you know, perhaps for 700 years now from family to family. And how you get rid of demons. I mean, come on now. Uh, Y'all know it's like witchcraft handed down from generation to generation to generation. That's exactly what it is. There was more witchcraft in this particular city than any other city I'm aware of in that period of time. And so it says, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, they took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you or we cast you out by the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Okay. Now people were going around, there, there were several here that were going around doing that. Well, it just so happened that one group, seven sons, verse 14 says, of one man named Sceva, who was the, who, who was the Jewish chief priest, the Jewish chief priest of this city had seven sons who really thought that they wanted to start them a business as well. They saw other people, you know, trying to cast devils out. They saw Paul, he could do it. And other people started using this as their incantation, started using this as their potion, started using this as their means. Can you, can you picture that? How when something works, people start trying to copy it. It happens in churches all the time. Something works for one church, everybody starts trying to copy it. Something happens for one business, everybody starts trying to copy it. Well, something happened in this city, so they were trying to copy it. Why? Because this is how they made their money. And they were the sons of the chief priest. Uh, and, and the Bible says they did this. They got a man and you know, they brought him into the house and uh, uh, they decided that they would do this. Verse 15 says, and the evil spirit, which was in this man, he answered them because they just, they got him in a house and they said, Hey, devils, you come out of this man in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And this is what that evil spirit, that demon spoke out of this man. He says, listen, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who in hell are you? <laughs> You're nobody in hell. You're nobody in hell just because you can use the name of Jesus, just because you've heard of the name. You see, it's all about relationship. It's not about who you know necessarily. It's about who knows you. <laughs> you know, does, does Jesus really know you? Yeah, I mean, uh, okay, I know Elton John, but he doesn't know me, so really I don't know him. <laughs> okay, I mean, you know what I mean? I know, uh, you know, I know Queen Elizabeth. I mean, I know her. I've studied her. I know her. I mean, I, I've studied Queen Elizabeth. You can't believe how much I've studied Queen Elizabeth. I have studied the royal family so much I know the royal family, okay? There's a reason why I'm doing that, by the way. I know them. They don't know me. So really, I don't know them. Okay. And that's what he's saying. You know, you might know about Jesus, but you don't know Jesus. And that's what he's saying. Uh, you know, Jesus, I know this is the demon speaking. Now I know who Jesus is. Okay. And I know who Paul is. Okay. But I don't know you. You are nobody in my world. And when you are nobody in the devil's world, you, you know, when, 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 uh, when you have no authority, you can't just claim Jesus as though he's one more, um, a trick you're pulling out of your hat. There's one more, one more thing you're pulling out of your life. He doesn't work that way, okay? It's all by relationship. And look what it says in verse 16. Then the man in whom the evil spirit was, he leaped on them. That means he, he just jumped on them. I don't know. I don't have to obey you. 
You're, you know, you're, you're not a child of God. You have no authority. You have no right. You know, somebody can claim to be a policeman. I was a policeman. You know, I was a policeman for a few years. You can claim to be a policeman, but if you don't have the badge and you don't have the gun, you're probably not the policeman. You can tell people quit. You know, uh, uh, Darren, you know, Darren could tell people quit, but when Darren would tell people quit, if they didn't, he happened to have a gun to, to, to back it up. Okay. They had, okay. Well, that's what we have when we, we have Jesus. It's more than just saying, Hey, you shouldn't do that. Uh, we have a badge and we have a gun. Okay, and uh, these people didn't. The man in whom the evil spirit was that they tried to cast the devil out of leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them. One translation says it beat them. And then look what it says. So that they fled out of the house naked. Now listen to me. Look, imagine these streets. The people who are here with me can, can see these stone streets here in Ephesus that have been excavated. Okay, it was in these streets. They were in some house. In these streets, seven sons of the high priest, seven preacher's boys, okay? The high priest, not just any priest, but the head guy. Everybody knows these. Everybody knows these Jewish boys, okay? They were running down these streets naked. Think about it, okay? He ran them out of the house. Every one of them tore off their clothes. They're running down the streets naked, can you believe that? Imagine that. Don't you know that caused a stir? Well, let's, let's listen and see. Uh, the, the, the Bible says, this became known to all the Jews and Greeks. Of course it did. That would be the favorite thing to have talked about at the, at the pub that night. That would be the favorite. And, you know, as Majid has told us, uh, that, that uh, some of the little holes we see in the stones, like this one that's standing right in front of me, was for torches. Yeah? If it happened night, everybody could see it because this street was well lit. Imagine seven naked boys who are well known by the city running down these streets naked, no doubt naked, and screaming, and they've been beaten up. Okay? And the Bible says it was known to all, both Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on all of them, and the name of the Lord was magnified. But listen to what happened here. And many who had believed came confessing their deeds... Also, many of those who had practiced magic in this city, okay? Magic was being practiced here. How much magic? Well, look and see. Many also, many were converted. Because of this, many people said, whoa, I don't just need to know about Jesus. I really need to know him, okay? Have a relationship with him. Many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of everyone and they counted up the value of these magical books, of these books of incantation, of these witchcraft books that held the potions and the incantations to set people free. And all the medical curators uh, that dealt with the spiritual side of healing. They brought their books and burned them in the presence of everybody. And they counted up the value of them and it totaled 50 thousand pieces of silver. Now I calculated that, okay? And according to the best information I have, a piece of silver was one day's wages. They calculated, they burned enough of their ancestral books which connected them to pagan ritual and worship and dependence on pagan healing and pagan gods. They burned enough to have a spent cost 50,000 days of labor. 
50,000 days of labor. They burned them right here in this city. I'm certain it was in some public place, maybe um, maybe an agora, the upper or the lower, maybe in this place, maybe here in front of uh, where they would later uh, you know, build a uh, temple to Domitian. I don't know. But somewhere in a major part, you know, 50, I mean, the Bible says that it caused such a commotion that everybody knew it. Okay? Now, look at the result of this, verse 20, and we'll close with this this morning. Uh, so the word of God grew mightily and prevailed. The word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Wow. Uh, prevailed so much so that the, the Bible, this uh, later will tell us, that the whole of Asia Minor heard the word of God because of what happened in this city. Isn't that amazing? 50,000 days of labor went up in fire right here. Now, a little bit later on another podcast, I will tell you how that affected the Apostle Paul because it not they didn't just burn their curious arts. They also stopped buying them. <laughs> Families converted from seven centuries of worshiping Artemis, from seven centuries of buying idols and purchasing books and handing them down from generation to generation. They didn't just stop, they didn't just burn them. They also stopped buying them. And that caused a greater commotion later, okay? But the word of God grew and the church grew. That's why the church in Ephesus is perhaps the largest church in Christendom in first century. Some say as many, you know, between 15 and 65,000 people in the church. I don't know, but uh, man, this city of 250 to 300,000, this city uh, was a Mecca for Christianity in its day. Wow. Well, let me ask you, uh, uh, do you know Jesus and does he know you? Okay. There's the difference. All right. It's the difference more than just using the name of Jesus. You need to have a right to use it and it is powerful and uh, uh, it will, it will perform miracles. Okay. So whatever it's cost you to invest in your former life, you know, if it goes up in fire, you've lost nothing in reality. Okay. Pass Jesus on to your next generation. Amen. Right, guys? Is that, is that okay? Y'all learn anything? All right. Hey, thanks for joining us on this podcast today. And let me just pray right now. God, help us to know you, not just know about you. Lord, there's a difference, Lord. Many people and many religions know about you, Jesus, but you are the son of the living God, the one and only. For anyone else to be right, you have to be wrong. But for you have to be right, they have to be wrong. Lord, only one can be right, Lord. Uh, God, it, it's, 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 Lord, our choice. And today, God, Lord, we pray that more than just knowing about you, that this city would remind us that we need to know you. Help us to know you in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Do you know him? Hey, join me again here on this podcast. All right. God bless you. And what a wonderful time in Ephesus. My goodness, I'm looking at a temple of, uh, of Domitian and these city streets. And we're going to a theater in a moment that will hold 24,000 people in its day. How, how amazing. All right. God bless you. We'll see you later.